Then Imam al-Barbahari, rahimahullah, he continued, <coughs> with that occurs here as point number 41, on page 200, first volume, page 273, point number 41. <laughs> أو يرد شيئا من آثار رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أو يصلي لغير الله أو يذبح لغير الله وإذا فعل شيئا من ذلك فقد وجب عليك أن تخرجه من الإسلام فإذا لم يفعل شيئا من ذلك فهو مؤمن ومسلم بالإسم لا بالحقيقة الشيء أبي إمام البربهاري رحمه الله And no one from the people of the Qibla leaves Islam unless he rejects an ayah from the book of Allah, the mighty and majestic, or rejects anything from the narrations from Allah's Messenger, وسلم, or prays to other than Allah, or sacrifices for other than Allah. So if he does any of that, then it is binding upon you to expel him from Islam. And if he does not do anything from that, then he is a believer and a Muslim. In name, even if not in reality. Shaykh of Hazan, he said in explanation, No one from the people of the Qibla Exit from, exits from Islam except through committing one of the well-known nawaqid one of the well-known nullifiers of Islam along with any other any valid excuse being removed he said he's saying or through his rejecting anything from the narrations of Allah's Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Shaykh Al-Hazan said if he denies the Qur'an or, or a part of it or the authentic Sunnah or a part of it or he rebuts anything from the Qur'an or rebuts anything from the authentic Sunnah then he is judged to be guilty of ridda, apostasy. Because he is denying the truth of what has been said by Allah and his messenger. As long as he is not jahil, an ignorant person, or muqallid, someone just blindly following somebody else, or muta'awwin, or somebody who is misinterpreting. In which case, if he's one of these, three cases here, in which case the matter is made clear to him. And when it has been made clear to him that if he still persists, then he is judged to be guilty of apostasy. And what is meant by athar, the narrations from Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is the ahadith. The ahadith. 
عن حسين أو يرد شيئا من آثار رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم or he rejects anything from the narrations of Allah's Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم Sheikh said meaning he becomes a disbeliever if he does so he becomes a disbeliever and this is a tremendous principle with the people of the Sunnah and the Jama'ah with it they contradict two groups and he mentions the two groups <coughs> this is how a person this is, with this principle here that's how, how it's decided that someone's become a disbeliever or not he rejects them from the Quran rejects them from the Sunnah so on and so forth shall I say with this principle here they the people of the Sunnah al Jama'ah they contradict two groups that he mentions them, mentions them. The first group is the Khawarij and the extremists. Those who, de- those who declare people to be disbelievers <coughs> on account of Kabair, on account of committing major sins which are less than shirk. And the second group is the group of the Murji'ah. Those who say that sin does not harm if a person has Iman. As long as a person is a believer, has Iman in his heart, then no sins will harm him. To the saying of the Murjia. Even if he leaves off all actions and does not do any action, then he will be a believer, a mu'min, who is complete in his iman. That's the saying of the Murjia. Do any actions? As long as he believes in his heart, he can commit any sin, doesn't need to do any action, he'll be a full and complete believer, as long as he has iman in his heart. That's the saying of the Murjia. And the Shaykh said, as for the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, people of the Sunnah and the Jama'ah, then it is just as the author said, that they are upon a middle and balanced position between the two groups. So they say that the kabair, the major sins vary. So if it is something from shirk or major kufr, if it is a matter that the person commits which is from major shirk or major kufr, then he exits from the religion by consensus. If the major sin that the person commits, if it amounts to a major kufr or major shirk, and he does it, then he has left Islam by consensus. And as for if it is not kufr, not disbelief, and it is not shirk, and it is not denying the Book of Allah, nor the sunnah of, his messen- of the Messenger of Allah, and it is not abandoning the prayer. And it is not calling upon other than Allah. Or sacrificing for other than Allah. Rather it is just a major sin. Which is less than that. Then this does not cause the person to exit from Islam. Contrary to the Khawarij and the Mu'tazil. Whatever sin, no matter how major it is, as long as it's not kufr, shirk, 
abandoning the prayer or calling for other Allah or sacrificing for other Allah, then committing that sin does not take the person outside Islam. Contrary to the saying of the Quraysh and contrary to the saying of the Mu'tazim. The Shaykh said, however, it does harm the believer. That sin, it will harm the believer. And it will reduce his Iman. Contrary to the Murjiah. Those who say that sin does not harm along with Iman. So this is the middle position which harmonizes between the texts of Wa'id and the texts of Wa'ad. Which harmonizes between the texts which mention a threat of punishment and the texts which mention a promise of reward. In this position here, position of the Ahmed Sunnah al-Jama'ah, it gathers both sets of texts. Those, set, those textual threats of punishment for whoever does such and such and those textual promises of reward for whoever does such and such. And he mentions how the other groups deviate from this. The ones at the two extremes, how they deviate from this. He said, the Khawarij and the Mu'tazila, they took hold of the texts of the threat and they abandoned the texts of promise, where there is a promise. Whereas the Murji'ah did the opposite. They took hold of the texts of promise, where there is a promise. And they abandoned the texts where there is a threat. So each of the two groups are born astray. He said, he's saying, أَوْ يُصَلِّ لِغَيْرِ اللَّهِ Or unless he prays to other than Allah or he sacrifices for other than Allah such that he prays to, towards a grave seeking nearness to it nearness to the one in the grave or he makes prostration to an idol <coughs> or he makes a sacrifice for other than Allah and does anything from the acts of worship for other than Allah then this person is a mushrik a kafir is a person of shirk a disbeliever outside the religion and whatever is lesser than that and whatever sin that he commits which is lesser than that then the people of the sunnah are upon a middle position with regard to him in between the Murji'ah and the Khawarij <coughs> he said he's saying وَإِذَا فَعَلَ شَيْئًا مِنْ ذَلِكَ فَقَدْ وَجَبَ عَلَيْكَ أَنْ تُخْرِجَهُ مِنَ الْإِسْلَامِ and if he does anything from that then it becomes binding upon you to expel him from Islam Sheikh Barzan said if he does anything from that, meaning, if he prays to other, than Allah, to other than Allah, or sacrifices for other than Allah, or does an act of worship for other than Allah, 
then it is binding upon you to expel him from the religion. And it is binding upon you to believe that he is a disbeliever, a kafir. And you may not say, this is not my concern, or I don't know about him. Rather, it is obligatory upon you to declare the disbeliever and the mushrik to be a disbeliever. And that you declare the sinner, the one who commits sin, to be a sinner. The one who commits a major sin which is less than shirk. So the truth about this matter must be made clear. He said, finishing this section, he said, he's saying, فَإِذَا لَمْ يَفْعَلْ شَيْئًا مِنْ ذَلِكَ فَهُوَ مُؤْمِنٌ وَمُسْلِمٌ بِالْإِسْمِ لَا بِالْحَقِيقَةِ And if he does not do anything from that, then he is a believer and a Muslim in name even if not in reality. Shaykh Fazan said, meaning, with regard to what is apparent to us, and his hidden condition is left to Allah. As for what's in his heart, is he really a believer in his heart? That is left to Allah. <laughs>